you and I both know that we're called to create more than just a business. Being an entrepreneur means we are the forerunners in innovation, problem solving, and serving our fellow human beings at the highest level. But in a world that is sick of being sold to, how do we get our products and our services out there and still remain profitable? Join me on my journey to help servant-hearted entrepreneurs with a message, grow their influence, profit, and freedom. I'm Danny Gupat, and this is the Risen Entrepreneur Podcast. All right, welcome everybody back to the Risen Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Gopat, and I'm excited to introduce you to our next guest. Today, we have life and mindset coach, Chris Ann. Welcome here, Chris Ann. We're so happy to have you. Yeah, it's good to be here. Thank you for letting me join you and speak to your audience. I'm excited. Yeah, before we dive into our conversation, I want to let you all know a little bit more about uh, Chris Ann. She is an educator, a single mama, and a business mindset coach. And when she's not in the classroom or spending time with her daughter, you'll find her teaching female entrepreneurs how to step into their role as CEO and grow their business with confidence, integrity, and authenticity while creating a simple and fun process. So what I like about that is the simple and fun. We are so stuck in this hustle culture. When you jump into business, it's like you got to hustle, you got to make things work, you got to like do it. And really like your mission statement right there is like, it's the opposite of all that. So tell me how, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you become a coach and what has um, brought you into this world of like finding joy and and fun as a business owner? Yeah, great question. So, I mean, obviously short answer, God, right? Always. Um, But just as a teacher, I wasn't really making a lot of money uh, a few years ago. And so I was like, oh, I need to start making more. Uh, And my husband, now ex-husband, I wasn't working at the time. And so I was like, well, I guess I just need to work more than what I'm already doing. So I went into the online space thinking, oh, I'll blog or affiliate marketing or something. And then I don't even really know when exactly it happened, but I stumbled upon coaching and I just felt like this is it. This is what I was designed for. And at that point, it no longer became about money. It became like, this is what I want to do for my life. It doesn't matter how long it takes. I'm going to do this. And so um, I worked with the coach for a bit. And then there was a long season not working with a coach. Then I worked with another coach. And so just in that, there was a lot at the beginning of the hustling and the grind and trying to be everywhere and do everything. And I was exhausted. I mean, I was already working full time. I felt like I was already a single mom because it just obviously, you know, (laughs) um, wasn't the relationship that it should have been or could have been. Um, And so I was like, I don't have time to try and be on everyone's podcast and have be on every social media platform out there and be blogging and writing emails and trying to grow that list and creating new freebies all the time. And it was just way too much. And so I wasn't getting any traction. There's no traction at all, which is obvious because 
you know, when you spread yourself so thin, how are you going to grow anywhere? You can't, you need to focus, right? Which is where the simplicity comes in. Um, so it took me a while. I kind of felt burnt out um, from my time with that particular coach. It just wasn't, I don't think the coaching was where I felt it could have been. And then I don't feel like I was where I needed to be to receive it either. Um, so no blame in either direction. It just wasn't the best match. Mm -hmm. And um, I feel like I did kind of learn a lot of things that I didn't particularly want to do as a coach myself. And so then there was this kind of hiatus where I was still, you know, working on my business and stuff and showing up, but still not a lot of traction. And then I met another coach months later and started working with her and really got a lot of business strategy to help me grow like my Facebook group and actually start making money. And the one thing about that coach was she was a business coach, but not a mindset coach. And I knew that I needed more mindset um, because I am a mindset coach. So I understand how important that is for growth. And so I was like, okay, she got me kind of started and a lot of traction going, but then it was also like, okay, I know that I can still make this more fun. Right. And so there was a shift. There was this point where things shifted and I was like, I'm, I was like, I'm just going to do things that are fun. I'm going to try that. I'm going to try that as my business strategy. Like just do what's fun, make things exciting. And once I made that shift into having more fun, that's when things started happening. Like I was like, I'm just going to try this because it seems fun to me. And it was something as simple as like, I had worked with my coach to build up this program, but then there was this piece of the program. I was like, this is an amazing piece. I think people would just love this one piece. And I was like, you know, what would be fun if I just put it out there and, and saw if someone wanted, you know, to, to have that one piece and I would just do it as like a one-off thing. And just because I was like, this seems fun to me, I'm just going to throw it out there and do it. Like that gained me a lot of traction. Like I made a lot of money from that decision. I was like, wait a second, that was really fun and exciting. Like that was not, that didn't feel like work. That didn't feel like hustling and grinding. And so I started playing with that idea of like, wait, if I just choose to do the things that are fun and exciting for me, like, is this gonna work? And ultimately it works 100%. Um, and it's simple. I'm not be, trying to be everywhere and do all the things, uh, you know, like Clubhouse is the new thing. And I'm like, nope, I don't need to be on there and that's okay. And so it's a lot of going back to intentionality. Like if I'm gonna add something new, I need to figure out, well, why am I gonna do that? What's the, what's the vision behind it, the mission behind it, the purpose behind it? How much excitement do I feel about it, right? And I do this with my clients as well. It's like, you know, we take, we do an intake process before you're going to do something new, right? Don't add it until we like evaluate, is this something that's gonna be beneficial and is it gonna be fun? Because if it's not, and it's just something you think you need to do because someone else is doing it and they're making lots of money or someone else told you to do it, then it's like, wait a second let's bring it back to, is this fun? What's our intention behind it? So um, long kind of story, but that's essentially where I'm at. And I'm sure you have some questions, but. Yeah, and I wanna say, I really, really love that because I think um, when I first started out in business, it was like, 
it was like, you know, a badge of honor to like, I'm a hustler or I'm like a mama hustler or any of these like things that made you sound like I work hard. And I was like, but I don't want to work hard. Like, I mean, I want to, I'm a hard work. I do like, I love my job. I love working, but I like, I don't want to hustle until there's like nothing left of me. Like that sounds horrible and it doesn't sound biblical either. You know, like we, God wants us to be full so that we can give and pour out. And, um, you know, that's one reason why we do virtual events is because it's so much fun. And we just did an event yesterday and a couple of weeks ago where we brought in things that I was like, that sounds really cool. Like, let's do live music. Let's do live cooking. Let's do live this because it sounds fun. And it sounds like it's more exciting. It's more engaging. It, and like, no one really wants to like sit in front of their computer forever and then just be like bored to tears because it's not fun. And I think you really touched on something about choosing like what you think is fun and exciting because when you choose that you like you go it's not work anymore and you like I think your um, productivity if we can call it that probably is exponential in it because you're like going all in your whole like being is in it you're like passionate about it and it, it creates a huge impact so I guess my question right off the bat was like okay but there's other things that need to be done that are not that much fun and I know you get that all the time. So what do you say about that? Yes, I love that question. It's like my favorite question. Good. Um, yeah. So I was actually thinking about it a few weeks back. Um, I think I was driving. I do a lot of deep thought while driving or while in the bathtub. Those are my, my two times. And I was like, you know, what in my life is not really fun? And so I just broke it down to simple things like chores right? So doing laundry, I'm like, that's not fun to me or doing dishes. I'm like, that's not fun to me. And so I question though, why isn't that fun for me? Like, where did that decision to believe that come from? And so I was thinking about it and I was like, you know, there's not really a reason why it's not fun for me. Like, it's not hard. It's like, I know how to do it. It takes time. And I love the end result, like when the dishes are done and no dishes in the sink and they're available for me, um, when my clothes are put away nice and neat and I know where they're at instead of being in a pile on the floor in a laundry basket. Like, you know, I just, a lot of times we, we have these beliefs that we don't ever question and go back to like the root of, well, why do I believe that? We just like get in our mind that, oh, this is a chore and chores are something dreadful. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So being able to, to distinguish, like, why do I not enjoy this is the first thing you really want to ask. Like, why don't I enjoy this? Is it something that I really don't enjoy or something that I kind of took on the beliefs or feelings of other people that I've seen? Mm -hmm. And that's why I don't enjoy it. Right. And when it comes to like hard work, so it's like, I don't enjoy this because it's challenging for me. That's actually, you know, like, might not even be true because people there's been studies done that like people feel happiest when they're doing hard work right it's not when they achieve their goal but it's in the process of working towards their goal that they have the most enjoyment so hard work isn't necessarily like a negative thing but we tend to think because you know culture tells us oh that's hard work and so that's dreadful and it doesn't have to be right so first identifying like okay do i really dread this or what what are the thoughts i'm having about this that 
are making it something that I don't want to do and I maybe am dreading doing. Mm -hmm. um, but then also, if you're like, yeah, I just really hate this thing. Um, finding a reason why you could love it or you could have fun doing it or you could make it fun, right? So I like to just simply ask, how can I make this fun? Or how can I make this enjoyable? So with the laundry, I'm like, okay, I might, first of all, I work through that, like, I don't hate it. There's nothing about it that's like hard or um, dreadful. But what I really love about it is the finished result, right? So I can look forward to that. I do the work to get the end result. And so when it comes to business, it's that same concept of, what is that result that I'm going to have on the other side that I'm really looking forward to? And so the hard work and working through these challenges and problem solving is going to be worth it in the end. And so it's still, there's still going to be discomfort that comes up in our bodies, but it's being willing to allow the discomfort of the challenge in our brain to get something done and understand something. Um, just understanding that like there's nothing wrong with having the discomfort it's okay to feel the discomfort and do it anyway mm. but. yeah I think I think that's good I, like yesterday I um I challenged myself I did a like a four-hour master class which I've never like taught four hours in a row and um I was like I woke up in the morning and I was like I don't think I want to do this like this is a lot why did I do this why did I do this but I'm so, I knew in the morning, I was like, I know that I'm going to love the end result because I want to work through this material. I want to have it done. I want to get like practiced at it. I want to be able to speak live in front of people in a better way. So like, that was my thought in the morning. It's like, I'm going to do, it. I'm not going to like email people and cancel it because I just like, I'm feeling ugh, like, I don't really want to do that work. It doesn't sound like fun. It sounds like, you know, a bit of stress. Um, but afterwards, it was like, oh, I'm so glad I did that. I'm so glad that I went through that. I um, I can take away a lot of that. I can tweak things. I served my audience. It was a great time. Um, and so I think very, very often we're tempted to like, just like push aside those difficult things and, and do the easier option because mm -hmm. it's like, it's simpler. It's like, it's easier just to like, um, and I'm trying to think of chores right now, but it, in my head, it's like, it's easier to like say no and I don't know, write an email or something than not do it or busy myself with other tasks that don't bring me. And I think um, maybe it's important to, like you said, reframe and think about your why, your purpose. Like, why do you want to actually have those things? Cause that helped me. It was like, I want to do this because I want to get like my, I want to be better at public speaking. I want to be better at teaching. I want to have this stuff mapped out. I want like better lead magnets and I want, you know, all that. So there was like a whole why behind that. And I think that we can bring that more into our business, right? Like why am I doing these maybe uncomfortable tasks that might be more challenging and that helps? So I love that. I'm going to take that to my social media because I, that I find that tedious, right? Like posting on social media is so mm -hmm. for me, very tedious, maybe for other people it's awesome. But what would you say to someone who's like, oh, okay, I like email writing. Oh my goodness. They're tedious. It feels like almost like life draining tasks. What is something practical that they can do when they're like sitting in front of the computer and they're like, oh, procrastinating? 
Yeah, so I am a little unorthodox with the way I do things because I'm going to say like, don't do it. Why force, (laughs) like don't, don't force yourself because you're not going to get like, it's not a box to be checked. And once it becomes a box to be checked, that's when nothing great is really going to come from it. Right. Because it all goes back to how you're showing up, which is why I am like, you need to be doing things that are fun because you're going to show up in a completely different energy. Mm -hmm. If you're doing things that are fun versus doing things that you feel you have to do. Right. So, so the number one goal is to get rid of things that are just not fun, but where you have to do things that aren't really fun. That's where we work on the mindset around it and say like, well, really, why don't you think it's like enjoyable? What thoughts are you creating around this? What are different thoughts that you can have about this? Because we always have the choice to choose different thoughts. Right. So when it comes to like, social media and you're like this is just sucking me dry this is not fun like just releasing those thoughts is gonna be helpful just be like I'm just not gonna choose to entertain those thoughts I am here this is just a neutral thing I get to do this um but a big thing that really helps me is just like asking myself what is something that I want to share with people like what's something that has excited me lately that I just want to share because that's really what it comes down to. Anytime you're writing copy, whether it's an email, whether it's a post, whether it's the script for your next podcast episode or a blog, whatever, it's, I want to give someone transformation. And that transformation is going to come from what's happened, the transformations that have happened in my own life lately, transformations I've got from my clients. Like it doesn't have to be complicated. It can even just sending an email, sharing about something that was funny to you without a call to action or anything like that, it's totally fine because you're recognizing that you're building relationships with your people. So it doesn't have to be something that you dread. And if you dread it, like, why are you doing it? I also am the person that goes against the grain when it comes to email lists. I'm like, you don't need to have an email list if you don't want one and you dread it because it goes back to intention, right? So it's like, you can have an email list when you have, like, when you know why you want one, like, what's the reason behind it? Because you want to build a deeper relationship with your audience, great. Okay, how consistent are you gonna be with it? Like, there's no point in just creating an email list because so-and-so said, that's the only thing you own. So you need to have an email list and that's the only way you're going to make money and you're leaving money on the table and all those, those, for lack of better terms, empty threats is what I'm going to call them. Um, It's like, that's not a reason to do it because you're going to like try and build this email list then you're never going to talk to them. And then you're going to be like, oh, constantly sending sorry emails every six months. Sorry, I haven't emailed you. I'm back now. I'm going to be consistent. Just kidding. Six months later. Oh yeah, I totally haven't been on my game. Like nobody wants those emails. So it's just like, if that's going to be how you show up to it, like don't do it right now. Figure out your, the thing that's fun for you and do that. And also like repurpose your content. I take things that I post and I take them and I'm like, I really like that. I'm going to send that as an email. All right. So don't make, don't overcomplicate it, but, um, really just like tell a story, 
make it a story. Everyone loves talking. Everyone loves sharing about their life. We love talking about ourselves. Just talk about yourself in a way that makes it about them. Mm. So I love to hear when, when you are starting your work day, you know, like all of us, we, we come to, maybe you have a desk, you come to your laptop. Um, what are the things that are going through your head? What, what are the habits that you've trained yourself in um, that you, you do on a weekly basis that really help promote joy into your work time? Wow. Uh, good question. <laughs> um, so I like to say that I have more of ADHD brain and ADHD tendencies. And so I don't have like a morning routine and well, I kind of do, but I don't have like this rigid structure. Um, I honestly share from inspiration. I and like as a coach, I am always a coach. Like I'm never not learning and growing in that part of who I am. So like, I just allow myself to be open to receiving inspiration whenever it comes. And so I might be driving, I might be like playing with my daughter and interacting with her and she does something and it just sparks an idea in my head. And I'm like, oh, I want to write about that later. And like, I jot it in my phone notes. So like, I am I don't necessarily have like a super rigid schedule and sit down and force myself to do these things, but I know like I'm going to post pretty much once a day when that happens throughout the day, doesn't matter. Like the best time to post is when I decide to post, right? So I'm going to send an email every single week. Is it going to happen on the same exact day every week? I try, but it'll at least happen every single week, once a week, right? So I have that consistency, but I don't put the demands on myself that like, I have to do it this time of day, this specific way and anything like that. And that freedom has allowed more joy because I, I don't feel the pressure to like mm. perform or show up. It's like, oh, no, it's going to happen. It might happen nine in the morning. I'm inspired. It might happen my inspiration right into a set like has to be from 9 a.m to 10 a.m because that's the only time i have so do you think it's more of a personality thing because i know there are like this sounds similar to me i'm a very freedom loving person like when you start setting constraints on me i'm like no i hate it i don't want to do it i like retreat and then i'm like nope mm -hmm. can't do it anymore like you're telling me what to do i i can't have it um so i'm wondering like you're saying you love this freedom and to be able to, and that brings you a lot of joy. Uh, but certainly it like having, you know, a set day for some people probably brings them a lot of joy and secure because it's secure. Maybe I'm, I'm just thinking mm -hmm. off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, and I love being on a schedule. So as a teacher, I have my set work schedule. And then summer times, like I fall into like this somewhat like slight depressed state because I'm like, I don't know what to do with myself. There's no, you know, there's no schedule. So like, I like schedules to a point, but when it comes to allowing my creativity to be sparked, I just let that happen whenever it happens. It could be while I'm in the classroom teaching students. And I do share stories about my students and how that relates to growth in 
you know, in my business growth, in relationships, growth in myself, because it's, it's all fluid. It really is like, everything is fluid. It's not like you have all these little pockets, but, um, yeah, there, I think you can still have joy and freedom in a schedule. And if that's your personality and you're like, I like to have things very rigidly scheduled, do that. Like if that's fun for you, that's what I'm going for. Mm -hmm. So what's fun for you doesn't have to be fun for me, but I could still coach you, you know, like I could still help you um, figure out those fun things for you and where things aren't fun. I could still coach you through like, okay, well, why aren't they fun? How can we make them fun? Or say, we just don't need to be doing this. Like, Mm -hmm. don't do it. That's okay. And that's one of the big things that a lot of my clients love is like, I have the freedom to do it my way. And I've never felt like I have had that freedom. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. of course you could do it your way. Every one of the people that are listening right now need to know, like, it's your business. You get to do it your way. You create it your way. And it's all like, it's going to be a one of a kind business. It shouldn't look like anyone else's. You don't have to do all those things other people tell you to do. You create your business and that's what's going to be, bring the most joy. And if that's a schedule, it's a schedule. If it's not a schedule, it's not a schedule, but do you still want it to be consistent, right? Once a week. Great. As long as it falls in that week, you did it. Great. Doesn't matter if it's every Tuesday or Tuesday, one week, Thursday, another, you know, make it yours. So I know there's probably someone listening, thinking like, you say, just do what's fun, but isn't it about like hard work? Isn't that like the effort, you know? And I feel like we've, um, especially my generation um, and probably generations obviously before me, it's all about, you know, we're like pressing through to, to see that. So what would you say for the person right now who's listening and hearing like this fun? And it's like, oh, but it's not all about the fun. Like we, we also need to just, you know, press on through until it becomes maybe more fun and enjoyable. What would you say to that? Yeah, I guess I would, I would explore that more. Like, why can't it be fun? Cause I just, you know, like it goes back to the hustling and grinding. And, you know, I always say like as entrepreneurs, a lot of us are trying to transition out of our nine to fives that we don't enjoy to our own business where we can be our own boss and make maybe a different level of income and do something we enjoy. But so often I find that entrepreneurs, like they're still working their nine to fives and then they're tagging on their business, but they're, they're dreading it all the same. And it's like, you didn't, you're not trying to leave your nine to five to give yourself another nine to five that you hate. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you're stuck in that thought, like, but I need to just press through, like, stop and take a break. Like, and it isn't like not a long break, but just like take a break from that thought and explore like, okay, pressing through hasn't probably been working to be honest. Like if that's where you're at, it probably hasn't been working for you. So if you could just like slow down to speed up essentially, like how could that look, right? How can I have more fun? because that's what you want. You don't want to replace dread with dread, all right? So um, that's what I would say. I guess, you know, I I like to push back because I 
you know, that's, that's what challenges us to grow, right? It's uncomfortable. Growth is discomfort. Um, but someone needs to say the hard thing or ask the hard question so that you can resist it and hate me for a bit. And then maybe realize like, oh, there might've been something good in what she was saying. Okay. <laughs> you know? So. Okay. So for the, for the entrepreneur listening right now, who's really struggling to find joy in their business, what are some practical suggestions that you can give them to just work on this week? Yeah. So honestly, so as a mindset coach, like that's huge. And once you understand how your brain works, you can start using it to serve you. Um, so simply asking yourself, what would make this fun? What would bring me more joy in my business? And allowing your brain to just think on that is going to open your brain to problem solve and come up with answers. Mm. And you can go and look at the research, but like asking our own brain questions is going to trigger it to start working to problem solve, to come up with the answers for those questions. When we simply say, I can't, it shuts the brain down, right? So the words that we speak are telling our brain exactly what we want it to do. So we're like, okay, so answer this question for me. What's going to be fun? And sit with it for a bit and like, not just like sit there quietly necessarily, but just keep asking like, okay, what would be fun? Okay. What would, what would make this more fun? What's something fun I want to do. And my own coach, she even tells me, she's like, I just operate in like, by asking myself, okay, what's the next fun thing I want to do. She's like, I pick up my kids. I'm like, okay, what's something fun that I want to do next. And we go to the park and play, you know? And so you can do that in, in all areas, but if you don't stop to ask your brain that question, like what would be fun and allow it to answer, you're just going to keep hustling and going and grinding and pushing and you're not going to get anywhere. So it's really understanding that your brain will offer you things if you allow it to, where as if you stifle it, it's, gonna, it's not going to do anything for you. So it really is as simple as practicing asking questions to yourself. Mm -hmm. I just thought of something and, and I'm wondering what you think about the, this, like, do you think it's possible to really like put that on a pedestal and almost worship it? Like, it was just a thought, like if we're always putting fun ahead and saying like, what's most fun, you know, it's not, it, it's not very fun for me to like pick up our family and, you know, move 2000 kilometers. It's like, that's not fun. Right. I mean, yes, I guess the, the big, the big picture behind it could be fun, but you don't, you don't really know what's going to happen. We, we were just talking right before I was sharing with um, Chris then that um, we're moving, we moved to Ukraine, we're moving back to Germany. And I just had this thought, it's like, well, sometimes I make these decisions and they're not, maybe it's kind of exciting, but it's not really that fun. And I'm wondering if, if there's a temptation there to really like put fun above everything. And yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you have to say about that. Great question. Um, so this is getting into theology and I have different views than a lot of people when it comes to theology. Um, so with respect to like worshiping, I think we overthink that concept and we think like, oh, well, I can't have as much enjoyment in something because then that's worship and I'm putting it before God. And mm -hmm. in what I believe is like, 
No, God, God gave us these things to enjoy and mm-hmm. us having fun and enjoying them doesn't mean that we, we love them over him. Right. And it, and I always bring it back to, to the father relationship, right? Jesus came to reveal God as father because before that people were like, Oh, he, he's not a father. He's like, I'm his servant. Um, I'm, you know, like I can't talk to him. I'd have to go to the priest to be able to talk to him and, um, and can't even still talk to him. I have to talk to the priest and the priest would, you know, like there's this intercession and all this stuff. And so the idea of a father, it's like, if my dad got me something and I was like super excited and was just like, like when I was young, he used to buy me video games or whatever. He'd get me this new game and he, he's like, let's go play it. And I was like, okay. And I was so excited about that game. Like my dad wasn't sitting there like, oh my goodness, how dare you be so excited about that game, but you're not excited about me. I'm the one that gave you that game. Like you're worshiping that game over me. Like that doesn't even make any sense. Right. Just like when, when I get my daughter, like toys and things, I'm so excited that she is excited about them. I'm not like, well, why aren't you looking at me and excited toward me? Like, yeah, she's like, I love you, mom. You're the best. I'm like, yeah, okay, now let's play with this toy together. And so when we realize like God is, is a perfect father, he allows these good things for us to, to enjoy. And he is not like over there thinking, oh, well, why aren't you looking at me? But he's with us joining in that fun and enjoyment with us. Like he's enjoying our joy and having more joy. Like, that's how I view it. So I never view like, oh, I'm worshiping this thing over God because like he, like he's in me. Mm -hmm. Like there's not this part where like he ends and I begin. And so I'm doing something outside of him. Like he is inside of me. We are doing this life together. So where I'm having this joy and excitement, like that's from him and he's loving that. So that's my perspective with respect to your question. Yeah, that's good. I mean, I threw you on the spot there, but it was just a thought okay. that I had. I'm like, man, you know, I, I, I can imagine you're listening, you know, someone could be listening to this being like, is it even right to have fun? You know, is it, isn't that dangerous, right? We come from all different backgrounds. So I, I know that maybe mm-hmm. someone totally disagrees with that. That's okay. You're allowed to disagree. We're, we're allowed oh, to talk absolutely. about it. It's not a case of salvation. It's what I always say. So, yeah. you know, it's just the case of how we're going to live on this earth. Right but now. I agree. I mean, God is a God of pleasure. And look, when we look in and he, um, I love, you know, the illustrations with food because I love food and him like serving us in the end at a beautiful banquet and a festival and, you know, all these different images of celebrations. Um, then I think, you know, God is a God who embodies like joy and pleasure and in- enjoyment of um, food and, and, and being like friends and relationships. Like those are beautiful things. So um, I'm not going to disagree with you. It's just a, it's just a thought that I wonder if there's like, I wonder if there's a danger that there that you would like put fun in before something else, you know, before like, okay, I'm called to somewhere that I don't really want to be. But then at the same time, I'm like, well, maybe God will put it on your heart. And then you, you take a lot of joy going to that place. You know, even if you're unsure of what it looks like or do that particular thing that you might not want to do at first. And then you realize, okay, like I remember working in a soup kitchen or working at um, Salvation Army 
And there was some times where I was like, I don't know if I really like want to do this, but it was such um, a joy afterwards when I realized, wow, like the people that I got to, to meet, like they blessed me more than I was able to bless them. So there was joy that happened actually after. Um, so I think it's interesting. It's cool. So we're coming yeah. to the end of this time and I'm wondering, um, yeah, what, what are, what would you like to, um, leave our audience with today? Yeah, great question. I would say definitely have more fun if you're not having fun <laughs> in your business and let go of the things that are not fun, that are unnecessary, and you don't have a good intention behind them. And also, I do just want to touch on that real quick, um, the question we were just going over, because James 1, 2 says, count it all joy when you meet various trials. So that when we are facing things that don't seem like fun it's like count it joyful mm. like make it fun so i think that's a scripture that we can walk away with um to say like it's not wrong to to look toward joy and look toward having fun and you know i think that's what daddy would want is mm. us to enjoy life and enjoy the things that he's given us all right. And right before we end, could you just let us know a few things that bring you inspiration during your, your week? Maybe it's a book, maybe it's music. I don't know, but let us know. Oh my goodness. Okay. This one's putting me on the spot. What brings me joy? I think uh, being around my family and um, teaching my students, uh, teaching my clients, coaching my clients, like I'm a people person. I guess people may bring me joy and just my thoughts about them and uh, just how I can serve people. That's what brings me joy and inspiration. Cool. People. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time today, Chris Ann. And I want to thank everyone who's been listening and hanging out with us for your time here. I also want to let you know that you can go ahead and go to Chris Ann's website. It's chrisannnicole.com. You can find a link on this page as well. And you can go ahead and schedule a consult call with her because I'm sure she would love to talk to you. If you are wondering, how can I add more joy? I need someone to really help me because I realize that there are some issues there that need to be dealt with. And I want to be relieved out of those things. So that is chrisannnicole.com or you can just click the link on the page that you see. So thank you, Chris Ann, for being here. Hope yeah, you have a great day. Yeah, you too. <laughs> All right. Ciao Bye. for now, everyone. Hey, thanks so much for listening. And remember, rise up, entrepreneur, because you are called to create.